that we're going to have this week feeding three to five hundred people, most likely. Praise God. God's good, and God's good. Amen. So tonight I have something special. I, uh, as I was traveling home on Sunday, I just felt an unction uh, that God was really dealing with. Uh, I say a young man. He's he's not much younger than I am. I Thing, but uh, I call him young, and uh, and I just felt the hand of the Lord upon him, and as he was sharing with me what he felt the Lord was doing, and uh, you know we were talking, he was like, man, the the enemy got stuck, has gotten stirred up, and, and he he just began to share things with me, and I, I just felt something coming from him that we needed to hear, and I, I don't believe he's ever uh, preached. Uh, the, the entire service, when he's spoken several times, did great with other people. He's, and I believe he does. He is a, uh, I, I will nickname him as someone that's going to bring the electricity. And uh, so just because of his uh, history and, and what he is a master electrician and he is going to bring a, a masterful word today. Can you put your hands together for our brother Josh Mason? We love you, man. Come bring the word. So, um, 
money was getting tight, the bills were getting paid, and, and that's another sermon in and of itself where, you know, God provides what you need, right. not always what you want. Right. So what I needed was getting provided for, but what I wanted wasn't there. But I found happiness in that. Um, so the bills were coming in, the money was getting tight, life was looking a little bit different for me. Uh, I asked God, you know, what I needed to do, and he said, just keep pressing, just keep working, keep going through this. You'll be okay. And I kind of thought to myself, man, if I keep on just working, if I just keep on pressing, something's going to come through. And something actually did come through. My old job at Hatch, uh, plant Hatch, it's a nuclear power plant. My old job came back and said, hey, we want you to come up here and be a supervisor. And I was like, bet, I'll go up there. So I took the job. Uh, you know, God started blessing me in that, and I took my old position. There was a blessings in and of, of that self. Um, three weeks back at Hatch, I know I said um so much, and I told my people at uh, Mark, when somebody says um, they sound uneducated, but it's actually a nervous response inside your head, because your brain's trying to catch up with what your mouth's saying, and my mouth speaks like a million miles an hour, <laughs> if y'all didn't know me. <laughs> so it's got a lot of catching up to you. To do. But uh, three weeks back at Hatch, I was working on a major project. We were changing out some recorders in the uh, control room, and if you don't know how stressful that is, bless you guys, um, it's a pretty stressful job. So I was working on a major project, I was getting my paperwork straight, I had about two weeks to do that. Um, the last week there, mom comes into our, my Ashley's room at about 11 o'clock at night and she's complaining about her heart. She says, my heart hurts, my left arm hurts, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's having a heart attack. Um, so I take her out to the couch, I sit her down on the couch and we call the ambulance, Ashley calls the ambulance, and I'm trying to get her to calm down and say, mom, everything's going to be okay. Meanwhile, inside my head, I'm, I'm messing up and I'm going all crazy. Uh, ambulance gets there, they uh, go ahead and take her to the hospital. At the hospital, you know, on the way there, I was worried she was getting a heart attack or having a heart attack. Um, we get to the hospital, the doctors start doing some blood work, checking her all out. Uh, they do a long x-ray. Uh, they get a lot of good research, but not good information. So I ended up missing the next day of work, the next, the next day of work, which wasn't a big deal. My project hadn't started uh, yet, but I ended up missing that day of work. And my work, for some reason in my head, I was worried more about work than actually doing what I needed to do. And work kept on telling me, like, dude, worry about your family. Don't worry about work and everything. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I need to be worried about my family. Um, the doctors at the hospital keep mom overnight, but they come back the next day and they say the, that there was no heart attack, uh, but something's wrong and they don't know what it is. So we talk out, we talk out in the hallway and he's telling me the seriousness of it. Uh, through all the research, and I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm a doctor. That's not my position, so I can't tell you everything. But he was saying something was wrong with your mom, but we don't know what it is. Uh, my project's going to start on the Monday following this, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, what am I going to do, Lord? What am I going to do? And uh, the doctor calls me back and says, well, we can get your mom an appointment for yeah. you know, the cardiologist. Guess when? Monday. The day my, my project is supposed to start. I tell them by faith, I said, yeah, go ahead and make that appointment because the next one's going to be two months out. So we make the appointment and uh, actually had to end up actually taking off work so I could go and focus on what I needed to do at work to make sure we were okay. Um, Ashley gets her up to the cardiologist's appointment. The cardiologist says uh, she had no heart attack, but we need to get over to the cath lab to check, check things out. And make sure there's no blockages. They ended up finding two blockages. They're 99%, 95%. Uh, 
And what the doctor told me on the phone was, your mom didn't have a heart attack, but we stopped a major heart attack from happening. Oh, uh, so I give praise and glory to God for that. Right. You know, that we serve an infinite God that he knows. I'm going to start crying. Man, he, uh, we don't always know what's going on, but he knows and he gives us signs. We start paying attention to those signs. Sometimes we overlook them, but this time, we didn't overlook this. We woke up. We got her to the hospital. We got her what she needed. They were able to stop the major heart attack <laughs> with two blockages, Pastor. I, I mean, that's got to be it's 99% and 95% blockage. I mean, I know my heart has a hard time sometimes working at 100%. But <clears throat> anyway, stents were put in. Uh, the stents were put in the uh, mom. Let me make sure I'm in my right place. Uh, meanwhile, back at work, work has a stress, but it's going well. Uh, I'm more worried at this point about mom because I, I realize the severity of it. She's got 99%, 95% blockages, but now she's got stents. She's going to be okay. But I'm still more worried about mom. When mom comes back home, uh, doctors tell her to rest for a week, and then she's back at home. Um, but lo and behold, she also has a uh, 9-millimeter lump in her left lung right there because she smoked most of her life, and the doctors say, uh, we're going to have to make more tests on that. So we don't have answers on that yet, but she did go see a doctor yesterday. She did go see a doctor yesterday, and they, they are telling us that we need to get that checked out. So that's that's coming. We're still having faith in the Lord. But that's not going to be any problem. That's going to be taken care of. That's going to be, that's going to be another testimony that I get taken over the service for. Right? When we get on the other end of that, it's going to be another testimony. So we're still waiting on that. So if you guys, by faith, pray with me. Pray with my family, my brother, and everybody that this is going to be okay. Um, on top of all that, her car has no AC, and I put this kind of in here as a joke. God's cooking GA, uh, Georgia. <laughs> He's really cooking Georgia. I mean, God, we're done. We're falling off the boat. Uh, and, and her car has no AC, and yeah, she's got to go around and do what she's got to do. Brother Steve, I'm sorry. I actually titled this Focus. I know he put it up there, but he's going to. Pastor titles his messages, but I wanted to title mine Focus. So the, the title of this is Focus. Um, where was I? Mom's car has no AC. God is cooking GA. And uh, I just didn't know what else to do, so I called the one powerhouse that I know. I called Sister Duvall. I called Sister Duvall. Sorry, Sister Duvall. I didn't tell you about this beforehand, but I called Sister Duvall. Um, number one, I wanted to praise God that he actually stopped the major heart attack. And number two, I didn't know what else to do. I wanted to ask for prayer. So I, I told her, I was like, you know, I want to give you a praise report for what God has done. Yes. But I also want to ask you for prayer for what God's going to do. Yes. She started praying. She asked me if I, if I didn't mind getting the other powerhouses involved in the church. And I was like, no, go ahead. We need all the help we can get. So she, she reaches out to whoever she's reaching out. And I really did. I covet your guys' prayers. I thank you guys for your prayers. And it's been really great. I don't know who's been praying, but... I can tell you, you guys are, it's working. God is working in our lives, and it's, it's been great. Um, so, talk about the car. Um, I called Sister Ball one week later. This is one week later after my project has already started. One week later, Ashley's mom ends up going to the hospital, going into the ER. We're thinking heart problems because she's got the same symptoms my mom did. She's got heart problems. Um, Ashley has to take off work again. So I don't know what's been going on 
with her work, but she's steadily steadfast, steadfastly told me the work's okay. And I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. And Ashley has to take off work again. Her mom ends up going to the uh, cat lab. They ended up telling her, and I don't want to cry on this one either, but they ended up telling her uh, there's no heart problems, but, well, Ashley, but Ashley's mom has stage 4 COPD. And I mistakenly looked up what stage, CO, uh, stage 4 COPD was today. Don't ever do that. But if you guys wouldn't mind praying for Ashley's mom too, that's uh, really hard on my heart right now. And uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, so while all this was going on um, at work, I'm doing these recorders up in the, room, uh, in the recorder. We have an emergent motor come up on site. It's one of the biggest motors on a nuclear site. But they come up emergently and say, hey, we got to change this motor out. We need your help. We need you to split shifts. There's only two supervisors on shift. And one of y'all are about ready to go to night shift. So the stronger of the two supervisors, being my counterparts, says, hey, I'll go on night shift because most of this is going to happen on night. Cool. I'll take the easy shift. I'll take day shift. <laughs> Guess what happened? It didn't fall on night shift. <laughs> this motor actually ended up falling on day shift, and I'm, I'm sitting here, okay, I got the recorders, I got this motor. And oh, yeah, by the way, you've got an info evaluation. If you guys don't know what info stands for, it's uh, the Institute for Nuclear Power Organization, or Operation. They are a, uh, they're a big institute based up in Atlanta. They go worldwide, and they look at all these nuclear power uh, stations to make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing to keep you all safe, keep the power generated, and keep that nuclear power station operating for as long as it can possibly operate. Mm -hmm. um, so all the while, that motor, my recorders, the info evaluation, trying to make sure all that's getting taken care of, and all the while, I'm worried about my family and I don't know what else to do. So I've titled that portion of this message, Trouble. All right, so <laughs> as well as focused, this is called Trouble. Now, while I'm going through all this, the Lord's giving me scripture. Time after time, the Lord's given me scripture. One of the scriptures he told me was 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, in due time, that he may exalt you in due time. Not this time, not when you wanted to, but God will exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And if God cares for you, I mean, what else do you need? God cares for you. So if God cares for you, I don't have any worries. My flesh, though, has worries. My spirit, I'm free. But my flesh keeps on running. All right? Another scripture he gives me is Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We don't always know what God is doing. And if I could explain God, I heard this on YouTube, and it's the greatest saying I've ever heard of. If I could explain God, he wouldn't be God. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. If I could sit here and explain God, he wouldn't be God. Come I would have I'd be right on the level equal with him. But in the scripture, he tells you that his ways are higher than your ways. For our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. All right? That brings up another one. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lead not on Lean not onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your, point, uh, direct your path. So not only in one scripture is he telling you that, telling me, actually, it's not, I mean, he's telling you now, but he's telling me. You know, my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Lean not onto your own understanding. Lean onto him, and he shall direct your path. 
He also brings up to me in Romans 8, uh, 31 through 35. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, for, for all of us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercessions for us, who shall separate us? Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm starting to cry. Uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Shall distress? Shall persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or peril? Or sword? Nothing can separate us from God. Not the love of God. Not the will of God. Not anything. Not even. told not even yourself <laughs> because so many times in my past I'm sitting here thinking and I've told pastors this many times man if you only knew what I did in my past if you only knew what I did man if half the people in here knew what I did you wouldn't like me anymore <laughs> but and I try to say that to God man if you only knew but God knows <laughs> right? God knows and I can actually tell you that God loves you more now He's never lost his love from you. He's never lost his love from you. you can't, you're not even strong enough to separate yourself from him. Brings up another one. Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will exalt. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And this is a hard one for me. This is a really hard one for me. Be still and know that I'm God. <laughs> Brother, I'm a warrior. <laughs> We don't stay still. <laughs> all right, so that's my trouble. That's my trouble. That's all the scriptures that God brought up to me. Now I want to go through the joy. All right, because in all of this, there's joy. In, uh, in today's society, some people confuse happiness and joy. It's very easy. I mean, Brother Parks, you can probably explain this more than I can, but some people confuse happiness with joy. I've always found joy in the Lord, even when I was unhappy with the things that were happening in my life. Case in point, I come back from uh, Japan and go to Oklahoma, and I'm starting to get out of the military. Twelve years in the military, I didn't even talk to my dad for a long time because some things were happening with us, and I didn't, you know, that's another story, but I didn't talk to him. But when I got back here, the Lord started helping me develop a relationship with my dad. And I started making knives with him, and I started doing a lot of other things with him. And, uh, you know, at that point, they had uh, diagnosed him with cancer. And I started getting mad. <laughs> I started getting mad. I was like, man, I'm coming back here. I'm getting a relationship with my dad, and you're going to take him from cancer? Anyways, that's another side thought. But my, my cousin actually came down here, and he was like, you know, instead of getting mad at the Lord, the Lord's not taking your father away. Start connecting the dots and seeing everything that the Lord had uh, done in your dad's life up until his death. How he blessed him with getting the VA, gave him enough money to go out to his family in the West and see them one last time, come back and get my mom's house right, set a lot of things up to make her happy. And oh yeah, by the way, he's still taking care of her today. My mom doesn't have a care in the world. 
because of everything that the Lord had done through my dad and with my dad. So, even though I was unhappy with that, I felt, I started connecting the dots and I started, stopped getting mad. And I started feeling the joy of the Lord. Knowing that my dad was about to leave me here, but he wasn't about to, he left me here, but he, he didn't leave. He's up in heaven a lot. <laughs> Some people are going to hear me and think that I'm crazy, but dad's up in heaven a lot. And I promise you, there's sometimes in my life when I'm working out in my shop, doing something on my motorcycle or doing something with my woodworking, and I don't know how to do it, and I'm like, God, can you ask my dad how to do this? <laughs> and I swear to you, I get an answer that my dad would have given me. I was going to cry again, but guys, that's joy. I know my dad's not here, but my dad is alive, and he's with God. And in a way of that self, that's an amazement to me that God, did, God loved my dad so much that I can tell you on his deathbed, we had a little church with him the day before he died. And we were all singing in the, in the bedroom. And my mom started speaking in tongues, and there was actually an interpretation to that tongue. And God said, God said I'm here with, with you. Today he's going to be with me. And I'm like, man, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So, like I said, even I've, I've always felt joy, or I've always found joy in the Lord, even when things in my life, I was unhappy with things in my life. So I, did, I try not, nowadays, I try not to confuse joy with happiness. Because, and one reason is the world can take your happiness away. I get happy because I buy a new car. Something happens down the road and that car is taken away. The world just took my happiness away. All right? The world can take your happiness away. That doesn't mean that I don't get happy about things, but I try to get happy about things that are, that are of the Lord. Or I try to get happy about things like, dude, seriously, this just hit me. When we, had, when we get people baptized in here, the excitement and the happiness that I feel, I'm like, oh, yeah. Somebody else just got baptized. That's happiness. That's joy. The world can't take that away from you. And if you're a true believer, every time somebody gets baptized in here, you can't tell me that you don't feel. That's a meeting point, right there. That's a meeting point. When somebody goes under, if you don't feel the Holy Spirit in here, the Holy Spirit in here, my God, you're missing something. Because I can tell you, every time somebody goes down in that tank, I feel the Lord in here. <laughs> if you want that experience, there can be some baptisms tonight. <laughs> but that's joy. That's happening. That's joy in the Lord. That's where I find my happiness. And I do find happiness in uh, things that I guess you, you, not from what the world would give me, but I find, I mean, I actually have, find happiness all the time. I ate a burger the other day. I found happiness. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we have been eating at the house for like the last 20 days, cooked food. And Ashley can cook. When me and her get together, we oh boy, we can cook. Like we, we throw down on some cooking. But after 20 days and I ate hey, that hamburger. Hmm. <laughs> I love you, Ashley. And I still love you cooking. <laughs> so anyways, the world can take your happiness away. Uh, but no one can take your joy away. Joy comes from the morning. And guess what? Joy comes from the Lord. And I always have to remind myself of that and know that my mind is a battlefield. Alright? Your mind is a battlefield. Not saying that the devil knows what's on your mind, but the devil might have judged certain things here and there. All right? The worry that I have for my mom. The worry that I have for Ashley's mom. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay that bill? All right? 
Um, but the joy came from telling you guys that mom got a new car the other day. Alright. I don't have to worry about her AC. I don't have to worry about her calling me in the middle of the day saying, hey, I just broke out on the 95 going to Savannah. Buying some New York or something I don't want to know. I don't have to worry about that. She got a new car. Thank God for it, too, because that was all from God. We went up to I-95 Toyota, and I didn't know why. Other than the fact I wanted to give my mom a new car, I didn't even know she could get a new car. But uh, I felt the urge, and I felt the urge to go to I-95 Toyota, and they were like, we wanted to get a 2017 uh, Toyota Camry. And he got up there, and the guy was like, oh, we sold that car this morning, but guess what I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you a 2023 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> so that also brings up the fact that I know that God's going to bless us more abundantly than we actually think. We go for wanting one thing. God's going to give you better. All right? God, God always gives you better. Ashley's mom got a car that was better than her car that she was driving because we took my mom's car. I think we've got the AC fixed. Lord, I want the AC fixed. I think we've got the AC fixed. And we gave it to mom and Ashley's mom. So Ashley's mom now can go to Walmart and not feel like she's going to have a heat stroke because her windows don't roll down and her AC don't work. So Ashley's mom got a better car than when she was driving. The info evaluation went at work went better than I could ever expected. The words trendsetter in the nuclear industry were said. I got a call from probably one of the highest bosses in my company called me on his personal phone and said, you now have my phone number if you ever need a job. Oh, wow. That's good. Come on. You have a job. Yeah. And I was sitting here, I was like, the tears were coming down my eyes, and I was like, this doesn't happen to me. <laughs> but guess what? It just did. And the Lord, it came from the Lord. Our bills are getting caught up at the house. We've actually got, I don't want to make a joke here, but Ashley would kill me. We've actually got... <laughs> <laughs> We've actually got some play money to go out and do some things that we want to go and do. Uh, and Ashley and Emily are still the greatest joys of my life. Like literally when I came to this church, I wasn't expecting to find a wife. I had gone through some other troubles in my own, in my past. And I didn't come here looking for a wife. But when I walked through those doors and I saw Ashley, she was standing over here translating for the uh, dev. My eyes fell on her and I was like, She's the one. <laughs> Don't know how you're going to make it, but she's the one. I started getting interested in her, and I remember Pastor walking up here one time, and he was like, uh, I know you got some eyes on some of that girl up there singing and everything. And I was like, you know, huh? <laughs> but anyways, I started, I, I was getting serious with her, and I started looking, and uh, I went up, walked up to Pastor, and I asked his permission to date Dad Ashley. And I said, look, I don't know what a right marriage looks like. I don't know what a right relationship looks like because I've never been in one. But I know I love that girl. And for whatever reason, God drew, drew me to this church. And Pastor was like, I know I'm going down the rabbit hole, and I'm sorry. Pastor asked me, he's like, where'd you meet your first wife? And I was like, in a bar. Where'd you meet your second wife? In a bar. Those marriages didn't work out too well, did they? Nope. He's like, well, where'd you meet Ashley? And I was like, in church. There's key number one. And I can tell you for the last seven years, eight years, eight years, for the last eight, for the last eight years, I've, I mean, it feels like I've known Ashley all my life, and I've, I couldn't imagine my life with anybody else. And we argue every once in a while, but it wasn't arguing like I did with my first and my second wife. 
it's just arguing. And at the end of the day, we go back to bed and we say we love each other and the new day starts up. Anyways, Ashley and Emily are still my greatest joys. God told me while I was going through all this, God told me while all this was going on uh, to keep pressing through the fire. I'm like, okay, keep pressing through the fire. He didn't give me the, the answers to solve everything, but I had faith in him that uh, everything would be fine. And I know that there are sometimes, you know, I know that he reminds us all the time to be still and know that I'm God. But even still, he told me to keep pressing. And in my mind, this is saying, okay, I'm being still and knowing that God, uh, he's God. And that's me being still in my faith, me being steadfast in my faith, knowing that he's God. That's me doing what I need to do at work, me doing what we need to do at the house, but still holding steadfast in the Lord, knowing that he's God. And no matter what happens to me, it was in God's plan. So some of the scriptures that he told me, that he reminded me in my joy. Psalms 34 and 6. Sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks to the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is forever, for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, I say, I shall never be moved. Galatians 5, 19 through 25. I'm actually going to skip over the first part. If you all want to read it, I'm actually going to go to 22 through 25. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Revelations 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door knocking and knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in, uh, come into him and dine with him, and he with me. All this to say that God wants me to be long-suffering. God wants me to be kind. We have goodness. We have faithfulness. We have love, joy, and peace. All of these are the fruits of the Spirit. The other part was the... Yeah, we don't need to go over those. But, uh, all right, I say all this to say this. Focus on God. Sometimes we get into our lives and we lose focus on God. All right. As men, God always tells us, not men, just everybody, uh, to constantly be praying, to constantly have our thoughts on God. Um, before I got to life, I had a hard time focusing on God. I'd get up and I'd say, thank you, God, and keep on going about my day. And I probably didn't think about him until like Sunday or Wednesday. Some parts of my life, I didn't think about him at all. But uh, like I said, I'm here and I, I struggled. Uh, with this in my past, but these last few years since being in life, <clears throat> I've learned to arrest my thoughts and uh, the thoughts that are ugly and focus more on God. Giving Him the time just to be with Him. Uh, for me, that starts in the morning, giving Him my first fruits, uh, my first thoughts, and asking Him for His help throughout this, for this day that He's given me. Because I know without Him, I'm going to fall back into my old self. And with the way that I think, you know, tithing and all that other stuff. <clears throat> really, if I look at what I want to give them as my first fruits, i got to start in the morning because my first fruits start in the morning. When I wake up, I've started my day and I want to give them my first fruits. My first third fruits, I'm not doing work when I wake up. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I hurt. <laughs> I don't want to get out of this bed. 
Because <laughs> when I get out of the bed and I lay, but I rest those thoughts and I say, thank you, God. Thank you for this day that you give me. Please give me the strength to make it through. I start focusing on God. That's how I keep my focus throughout the day. On God is the first thing that I start look, uh, focusing on when I get out of bed is God. After I've gotten dressed and get to go to work, I've got an hour-long drive to work. Um, that gives me the time that I need. I'll sit there and I'll play the radio, or sometimes I'll be in silent, but I'm always constantly thinking and praying to God. And lo and behold, God talks. <laughs> God talks. And I don't know if this happens to a lot of people, but sometimes if I don't write down what he says, I'll forget it. But I found myself more, and that's what literally this was. You know, it was me writing down something just to start start out. Uh, and then pastor asked me if I wanted to give a testimony, and I'm starting to read this, and I'm like, well, you know, this is a little longer than a testimony. How long can I have it? He's like, you want the whole service? Sure. <laughs> but this, this, even this is giving my thoughts and my fruits to the Lord. Amen. Giving your first thoughts, giving your first fruits to the Lord. And then when you get your paycheck, give your fruits out of that to the Lord. Also in my woodworking, when I do something for somebody, the Bible says to do it as if you were doing it unto the Lord. So even into that, that's a fruit. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Sometimes when somebody asks me to do something at their house, I don't always have time, but I'm going to make time. And if I do make time for you, that means that I love you. <laughs> and I'm doing it under the Lord. So um, it, that's, that's all my time giving to the Lord, focusing on the Lord, trying to get my mind right, get my mind conditioned on the Lord. So the scriptures I have for this is Matthew 14, 28 through 30. And Peter answered, <clears throat> answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he had saw that the wind had, was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink and cried and cried out, Lord, save me. He knew it was God. He'd ask God, hey, if it be you, call me out and I'll walk on the water and come to you. But for some reason, he had lost focus. He lost focus and he started sinking. And then when he lost focus, he started sinking. He started crying out to the Lord, hey, I need your rescue. I need your help. All right? I find myself asking uh, for rescue from my past more than I do from my actions now. Because I've learned to, at least I'm trying to keep my focus on the Lord throughout the day, trying to do with the Lord, what would please the Lord, what would bring honor to the Lord, bring honor to the, to the Lord's name. And in doing so, it's keeping me out of the actions that I've done in my past. And in doing that, I don't have to so much ask for rescue out of what I've done now, more so than what I'm asking for rescue out of what I've done in my past, because sometimes my past has come up and, you know, got me on my tail. But staying focused on the Lord actually helps me. In doing that, um, these are some of the scriptures that I look at trying to keep a focus. Matthew 6, 31 and 34. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles uh, the Gentile seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of, the God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own worries about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
And then finding that scripture, I know that I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about the past. God knows what I need. And I told you that at the beginning, God actually supplied the money for my bills and for the food and all the stuff that we needed while I was having a job with low income. Um, so if he needs that, why do I need to worry about things? And when I start to worry about things, I start to arrest those things, and I start to say, I don't need to worry about this. Why am I worried about this? Going back to the issues with my mom and the, lung, the lump in her lung, what I told you, my flesh is worried about it. My brain is messed up right now about it. But my spirit says, I'm not worried about this because no matter what happens, it's going to come to the glory of the Lord. Whether she stays here in the field or she comes on to heaven, it's going to serve God in a purpose. So therefore, I don't need to worry about all that. John 16, 29 31, his disciples said to him, See, now you are uh, speaking plainly to us and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you now we are sure that, sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone uh, should question you. By this we believe that you have come from the Lord, because after, before that he had spoken in parables. He had taught in parables. He had taught in different ways that some people didn't always understand. But now he was speaking plainly to them and saying, um, I lost my place. Sorry. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, all right, belief will come from God. Jesus answered, do you now believe? Indeed, the hour has come. Yes. <clears throat> has now come that you uh, shall be scattered each unto its own and will live, uh, leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you have peace. That's where I find my comfort. In me you shall have peace. That's right. That's right. In the world you will have tribulation, but uh, of good cheer. God said... I've overcome the world. No, that's right. That's right. So when I'm facing that world out there, when I'm looking at everything he wants to put on me, I'm learning. I haven't always done it, but I'm learning. I can laugh at it and be like, huh, oh, the person that should overcame you. My flesh hasn't overcome you yet. I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm trying to overcome you. But my spirit and the Lord that it serves has overcome you. And I don't need to worry about you no more. That doesn't mean that I don't worry. That doesn't mean that my flesh doesn't bring up things that I need to still kill. But I know in this scripture right here that the Lord that I serve has overcome the world. And one day, I'm going to be with Him. And when I look back at this world and all the people that, not the people, but the spirits and the things that we fight against, when I look back at it, I just have to laugh and be like, ah, God's going to say one word to you. More likely, I don't know what the word is. No, go away. <laughs> be gone. But I know what He's going to say to me. Good job, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to find joy in this. So that's where I find all my joy. Mindset. My mindset. What I keep on telling myself all day is keep your mind right. It's a daily task for me. All right? And keeping my mind right, I don't have a lot written down on this. I just have the scriptures that I look at all the time. Romans 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren... Uh, by the mercies of God that you be that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your uh, reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
basically says that, yeah, we live in this world, but we're not going to conform to this world. we got a lot of things out there right now trying to get us to conform to this world. Pastor actually preached about it this past Sunday. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all these YouTube preachers and people that are trying to tell you what they think is good. All the while injecting little things that you might not pick up until you actually at one point in time and they say, yeah, this sounds right to me. Yeah, it sounds right to your flesh, but is your spirit actually telling you that it's right? So don't be conformed to this world. Know what is right. Know what is good. Present your body to it as a holy sacrifice to the Lord. Proverbs 4 and 20, uh, 4, 20 and 27. My son, give attention to the word, to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in your mindset, the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all of their flesh. I think that's great in and of itself. It's life and health. When we pray over people, what do we always say? By his stripes we are healed. I speak life into your situation. I speak healing into your situation. These are words that we speak every day. When I'm talking to the Lord, and I'm like, man, I don't want to try and tell the world this, but I'm so tired. I hurt. My body is done. Lord, can I just go and be with you? That's not always right. It's not always keeping your mind right. My mind is right by saying, Lord, you know I hurt, but you've given me strength. You've given me power. You've given me the ability to overcome this day no matter what is in it. So when you speak, make sure that you're speaking life based off that verse. Keep your hearts with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Don't lie. <clears throat> and put your, uh, preserve your lip, or, and put perverse lips far from you. Don't cuss. Don't speak ill. Don't use those Christian. Don't listen to Joe. <laughs> That's a whole other story right there. <laughs> Uh, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all of your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. And the last scripture that I have for tonight, and I hope I didn't go too fast, but the last scripture that I have for tonight is Luke 10 and 19. And this is what I love. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all over the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall be by any means hurt you. That right there gives you the power. That right there gives you the authority. Look at the situation in your life. No matter what it is, look at the situation in your life. Have authority over it. Trample on it and say, Devil, get ye behind me because you have no power over me. Just like I didn't know how to open a service, I don't know how to close a service. So I'm not like the greatest person on earth that I know of. Come out here and close the service. But I thank you guys for letting me ramble through this. Hopefully you got, got something out of it. And it's been a really great time. Even though it's been a trying time, it's been a really great time. And the Lord, just keep pressing. Thank you guys.
I have five more minutes? Okay. You, you're, you're, <laughs> I, listen, I think with that, he definitely looked like a natural preacher. <laughs> let's stand. Let's, let's reach out to the Lord. The Lord is in this place. This young man brought something from the Lord for us, I believe, tonight. I believe it was a word for some hearts and some lives that no matter what you may be going through and no matter what things are trying to get you focused in the wrong direction, that if you'll keep your mind fixed on the Lord. You know, that was just a real message and uh, just a genuine message, I believe. I, I, I want to start having on some Tuesday nights just genuine messages from genuine apostolic uh, people of God here in the church because I believe you've got something to share and something to say. And, 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 and with that, you know, it, all that he went through and all with his mother and with the heart condition and with the lump and with his mother-in-law, you know, he's staying focused on God. We don't know what our brother or sister's going through all the time. We don't, we don't know exactly what they're battling or what's going on in their heart and mind. But, you know, each and every one of us in here, we're, we're probably going through something and, and nobody knows it. But we can hold each other up in prayer. We can we can pray for each other and strengthen each other in the power of the Holy Ghost. The message tonight is don't worry. Don't, don't get so uh, wrongly focused. But make sure you have your mindset in the right place. Because God's going to give you joy. And God's going to transform your mindset. Don't worry. Don't fear. And uh, seek God first. And God is going to see you through. I want to close with this scripture and, uh, and you're invited to come to the altar and pray and uh, reach out to the Lord but it's in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. It says for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. What he talked about is how we pull down the strongholds tonight. At casting down imaginations. My mind wants to run wild, but I'm going to take that imagination and I'm going to cast it down in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In a nutshell, that's what he said, and is bringing every thought to obedience to Christ. I open this altar if you'd like to take a few minutes and talk to the Lord tonight. It, it, maybe you've got things in your life that uh, have caused you worry. Maybe there's stuff going on in your life. And maybe a family member's been diagnosed with something and, and you just want to take a few minutes and, and talk to the Lord. I invite you to come pray. I invite you to come with your brother or sister in Christ, pray, and let's reach out to the Lord for just a few moments tonight before we're dismissed to go about our weeks and our way. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. God, your presence is in this place. Your anointing, God, is so strong and powerful. You know exactly what's going on in our life, no matter where we are. Now you know my emotions. You know how I feel about something. You know how I feel about a situation, God. I, we're not hiding anything. We're not keeping anything from you, Lord. But we cast that care upon you tonight. We give that to you. 
And we trust you with all of it, Lord. Help us to keep our focus. Help us to keep our mindset on you. Fixed in our faith. Walking, God, by faith each and every day. Help me, Jesus, to do this. We pray in Jesus' name. Would you reach out to the Lord tonight?
God spoke to us from his heart. He was telling me before he got up here how nervous he was. But once again, Brother Josh, according to the anointing, we couldn't tell. We couldn't tell. Uh, just as he shared, uh, someone said to him that nervousness is a reminder of how much you care for and put into the message. And, uh, let's let you know for yourself how much you care about and how much heart you have in the message that you bring forth. And that was definitely from your heart. That's the best kind of word for us to receive, even if you do need five more minutes. Amen. We could have taken five more minutes of that good preaching to give us a personal testimony of how we can focus on God and then line it up with the Word. I'm sure the Word came first because he said he seeks God first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things have been added. The care of his mother, the care of his mother-in-law, the vehicles, all of these things are added based on how he seeks the Lord. Very thankful for that testimony. Sometimes we just don't know, do we? We don't know who we have in our midst and what they're dealing with and what's going on in their lives. And then they testify. And from that testimony, our faith has been increased. Thank you so much, Brother Josh. My, my faith has increased. I can go on. I'm encouraged. I can refocus. Amen. We're thankful for what he brought out tonight in the, in the word of the Lord several scriptures to encourage us. We're thankful for that. want to remind you of what we have for this week. It's Tuesday, so we're in our midweek service to follow Mommy and me on tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, Breakfast Club, CFA Hinesville on Wednesday uh, evening. Uh, prayer conference call. Please Please join us on the prayer line, 6.30 p.m. And afterwards, Spiritual Warfare Bible Study, 7.30 p.m. Uh, in person and on Zoom. Then Thursday, hyphen, 6.30 a.m. 6.30 a.m. In person and Zoom. Uh, Friday, Single with Purpose, 6 p.m. In person and Zoom. And then Saturday, we have prayer in the morning. Prayer right here in person. 8 a.m. Foster and Karen Hope Food Bank. That brings me to another announcement. If you would stand with me, I want to see how many folks are going to volunteer. So I actually just stand first. So, so all who are standing, this is for you. Immediately after this, we're going to uh, we we need some some of our strong men out there taking the seats out of the gray van. It's parked right outside the kitchen area here. Right next to the van is the uh, storage area that's right out back uh, through the kitchen. So for those men that are standing, thank you for volunteering to assist with uh, taking the seats out of the gray van. And inside the foyer here, uh, someone's going to meet you out there to help set up tables and to uh, double bags inside the foyer area immediately after this. So for everyone else that's standing, please meet us outside in the, in the foyer. And thank you for volunteering. 
Saturday also we have uh, a fishing trip. The fishing trip is going to be at uh, Harris Neck. And it, we're going to be here at the church at 8.30. And you can drop your uh, drop your children off at 8.30 and pick them up here at 2. Amen. 1400 for our military folks. While your kids are gone, we have Fostering Care and Hope Food Bank. So please uh, volunteer to help Saturday with Fostering Care and Hope. Five dollars for the fishing trip. Five dollars for the fishing trip. Do they need fishing license for that? Not under the age of like 12, right? Uh, under 16. 16. 16, you gotta pay. Six, under 16, no fishing license. Above 16. Thank you. 